You're listening to the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast, the very best place to break the ice with your favorite players. Now, here's your host, Bar Rescue binge watcher, Nick Hart. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. I am your host, Nick Hartz. Welcome back to another episode. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, folks, we really appreciate your listenership in these episodes that come out every other week. I know there are lots of you that look forward to these episodes. I also know that there are many of you that completely forget that they are coming, but are happy to see them on your social media feed once they come out. And I imagine all listeners of the Penguins podcast are excited about this week's guest. Without further ado, let me introduce Joining me on this episode of the Penguins podcast is Penguins rookie forward Jake Lucini, who told me right before we started recording that this is your first ever podcast, podcast debut. Give it up for Jake <laughs> Lucini, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up. How you doing today, my friend? Good. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Happy to be uh, recording yep. another episode of the Penguins podcast. Busy week ahead for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. I mean... As of recording, the Penguins still have three games ahead. We will have played one of them on Wednesday by the time this comes out. But still, busy weekend ahead. Four road games for the Penguins and back home on Saturday. Um, my question to you would be, uh, right out of the gate here, a little hockey-centric here, uh, but how has uh, things gone for you in the adjustment realm to the pro game? Because last year you come in on an ATO, and you're not one of those guys that comes in for the last week of the season and plays one or two games. You played uh, more than 10 games for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins last season. Did that give you really everything you needed to, to get that taste of what to expect this season? Yeah, I think it, I think it helped out big time. Um, you know, when you get that experience, I think, you know, whenever it happens, you're able to, you know, a ha- little bit more um, adjustment period. I was able to come in and, and play some games, um, and then that just kind of got me um, ready for this year. I thought that, you know, last year, unfortunately, we didn't, you know, make the playoffs, but I think that I was able to come in and, and, you know, try my best and get some experience, which I thought helped me out at the beginning of this year for sure. Yeah, and it seems to be a, a seamless transition for you. I mean, you scored in the first game of the season for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, so I think a lot of people at that point are thinking like, yeah, like this Jake Lucchini guy that we got. Pretty strong pickup by the Pittsburgh Penguins who went from the fourth line to the first line, sort of a, a Swiss Army knife for the team this season. Your first full season of professional hockey with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Jake, Enough Penguins hockey talk right now. I want to go back a little bit to earlier in your career, really, uh, where you grew up. You grew up in Trail, British Columbia. Isn't that right? Yeah, Trail, British Columbia. Small little town um, in British Columbia. It's uh, probably the biggest major city, Spokane, Washington. So when I, um, you know, fly home, I, you know, go down to Spokane. I'm about 10 minutes from the, the border, so it's pretty easy to get there. I'm about two hours from Spokane, but 10 minutes from the border, so... Um, yeah, big hockey town, big sports town. Uh, we have the junior team, the Trail Smoke Gears, where I uh, fortunate enough to play uh, my junior hockey, which was nice because I got to live at home. But um, yeah, it's a great little town. Um, you know, everybody knows everybody. And um, yeah, I love it. I don't want to dampen your enthusiasm for being on your first podcast, but you are stealing all my questions right <laughs> out of the gate here with your little explanation of, of Trail BC. It is a small town, but this is a town with a very proud hockey history a number of players from this small town have made it uh, to the nhl and you mentioned the trail smoke eaters this is a legendary junior club they're a team that started i think back in like the 1920s yeah they've been or something like that yeah 
and you got to wear that jersey yeah, it was for, cool. for your hometown team. That had to be just a, a really cool experience because, once again, the Trail Smoke Eaters, they're not your average junior club. This is an historic program. Yeah, they won the, the world championships. Um, I don't want to say the wrong dates, but I think it was 61 and 39 or 39 and 61. Um, so, yeah, very, very – a lot of history in trail. Um, you know, the Trail Smoke Eaters have been – you know, they're a little bit of a roller coaster organization. Um, when I was there, we weren't the best team. Um, we didn't do too well, but – um, they got new owners a few years ago, and they kind of skyrocketed from there. Um, the family from Minnesota, they put a lot of money into the team, and they, you know, they got a new dressing room, um, new weight room, um, and, you know, they're just getting a lot of good players. They got, uh, I think they're doing pretty well this year. I kind of look every once in a while, but, um, yeah, they're they're going up for sure. Now, you did pretty well when you were playing for the Smoke Eaters. Um, it's a shame you didn't have the same team success, but you obviously put up great numbers with the Smoke Eaters. But there was a little quirk in the BCHL, um, we'll call it tie-breaking system, when you were playing there. I discovered this very recently when I was doing a little research project for Coach Mike Vellucci. just stumbled upon this. It had nothing to do with what he wanted me to find, but I ended up down this rabbit hole anyway, as I often tend to do. Yeah. When you played at Trail in the BCHL, they didn't have the shootout, did they? They just had, what, two overtime periods? Yeah, I think it was so five on five, three periods, and if it was tied, it was four on four for five minutes, mm-hmm. three on three for five minutes, and then that was it. I think it was. I think they changed that. I I know I was gone. I don't know when it was changed. Here's though. the thing. I think it's ba- the shootout is bad. It I is. was looking up articles and things like that. But did you like that more? Did uh, you like playing the the overtime, overtime, overtime with a reduced manpower every time? I think it was cool, but I mean the shootout's so exciting. Um, I think they – I love it. I think that – You're pro shootouts. Yeah, I love shootouts. But I think it's cool. You know, you get out there four on four. um, It opens things up a little bit more. And if nobody scores in three on three, and then it's completely wide open. Anybody can score one break, and the puck can be in either net. So – but I don't know. I like the three – I like the five on five, three periods, three on three, and shootout. Just more action for me, um, in my opinion. That's fair enough. You are more than – entitled to your opinion uh we've actually talked about this before on the penguins podcast i think with tim erickson uh regarding the shootout and overtime i'll ask you your opinion on this now the john tortorella theory that he wants to do away with the shootout but not have ties just don't put any time on the clock for three on three ot and i think tortorella's quote was play three on three until one team dies that's funny. Would you be on board for that? I just mean, just play three on three, and because eventually the puck's going to go score. in. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah. If nobody scores three on three for five minutes, it's pretty. It's unusual. There's not a lot of shootouts. I don't. I mean, there is. Well, a you say that amount. now. The Penguins just play two in a row. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, I think that you know, ten minutes. I think someone will score five minutes. Whatever it would be. But I love three on three too. I think it's maybe even more exciting because it's. You know, three on three, there's so much open ice. Would you rather infinite OT, infinite three on three OT, I should say, or just keep it as is five minutes, then the shootout? You I like said the, you like the shootout. I like I like both, right? So you so, got to pick one. No, no, no. I mean, like, I like the three <laughs> on three and the shootout. I like that. Oh, you like, oh, having Because I like both. the shootout and I like three on three. So, I mean, I don't want to sh- uh, put the shootout out. So, let's do both. Let's do both. <laughs> yeah. Let's do both. No shootouts whenever you were playing for the Trail Smoke Eaters, who we mentioned their uh, legendary history a couple of times already, playing for pff, almost almost a century yeah. now at this point. This this upcoming decade, it will be a century of yeah. hockey for the Trail Smoke Eaters. And when you're playing hockey for that long, you got to have just a sick uniform. 
and the trail smoke eaters have it figured out, don't they? Yeah, they really do. They uh, Describe it for the fans who don't know and so can't use Google Images. There's a funny story. I, I think this is true. I don't want to give you false facts on the podcast, but... We're open to rumor and innuendo here yeah, on the there podcast, you go. too. So the room, I don't know what the smoke eater's name was before, but I heard that they were playing a game in the same rink, the Kaminko Arena, and someone threw a pipe on the ice. And one of the players picked up the pipe and started smoking it. And after that, they were called the Trail Smoke Eaters. So funny little story. But, um, yeah, the, the in Trail, there's there's a, a mill. It's called Kaminko. And about probably 25% of the people that live in Trail um, work at the mill. So um, it's kind of the, the jersey, the middle logo is kind of like smokestacks with smoke coming out of it. Um, and then, you know, through the years, they've had a lot of different jerseys, you know, white, orange, black. Um, but, yeah, they had some real, really, really cool ones back in the day. And the current iteration is just like it's uh, – the best way I could describe it is like the Flyers uniform of the 90s, yeah. but not. Yeah. But not. There's a lot going on in the middle, I think. Yeah. It looks cool, though. I think they're unbelievable. Black with orange and white yeah. accents. It's yeah. a really, really sharp uniform. We had uh, – in Peewee, like we were like the junior smoke eaters right. or whatever, but we had all orange jerseys, completely orange. We looked like pumpkins out there. It's Nothing, kind of no like white. Or I mean, there was a little bit of black, and we had like the logo, but like everything was orange. It was funny. <laughs> orange jersey, orange socks. Yeah, just this bright orange team. Yeah, it oh, was good. That's pretty funny. Perfect for uh, Halloween season. I know, right? But maybe not for the other times of year. The season runs pretty long. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good though. So a lot of hockey talk already here um but in trail british columbia it's not just all about the hockey i remember talking to you back at uh penguins development camp earlier this year and you said you were a big baseball guy Mm -hmm. growing up too is that right yeah i played a lot of baseball i played in college too when i was at school i in the summer um i stayed up there for about three months so in our school it was like uh two semesters and then we had two summer semesters so we i'd stay up um well most of the team would stay up the first one and i'd play baseball um, I didn't play last year, so I played for, you know, ever since I was a little kid until last year. So, um, yeah, we'd go provincials and little league, um, and then I just played, like, Babe Ruth baseball. And I played competitively, like, uh, probably, like, I think it was the year before I went into school, I played on, like, a men's senior team that we, um, we'd go a bunch of tournaments and play against, you know, um, other other summer teams, but they had college, you know, Division One baseball players, and we did a lot of baseball in uh, like Spokane, Washington. We always went down to the United States to play baseball because you know they had good teams and whatnot. Okay, so you were pretty good. I don't know if I was pretty good. I just loved it. I thought it was so fun. I mean, I loved. What did you play? What position? I kind of everything. Uh, when I was younger, I played like second base and shortstop. When I got older, I started playing more in the outfield. I love pitching. But I'm not very – I don't throw very hard. <laughs> I'm not very good at pitching, but I love it. I think it's so fun. Really? Yeah. So do you still watch a ton of baseball? Um, A little bit. Um, How engaged were you in this year's postseason? I, I watch – I watch the – usually I'll watch the, the playoffs, yeah. the World Series. And You'll whatnot. tune in for that. Yeah, usually with kind of all sports I'll do that. I mean, I would like watch football and hockey, but um, – but yeah, like for baseball, I don't. I'm like a Blue Jays fan, so it's kind of hard to watch the Blue Jays unless you have the MLB package or yeah, whatever it is. So I know. I don't. I don't. I don't have that, so it's kind of hard to watch. And yeah, I don't, yeah. 
If I if I can watch the Blue Jays, I'll watch a game. I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I am a displaced Toronto Blue Jays fan, yeah. so it's almost impossible to watch games unless they're playing like the Yankees right. or something like that. And lately, those games have been ugly anyway, and I don't really want to watch them. Yeah, have that happen to me. So you have to follow from afar. But anytime you get a chance to see them, or the few years ago when they were in the playoffs, just an awesome, awesome time. Yeah, what that was it, exciting. It was so fun. It was so much fun. We were. Uh, I don't. I can't remember what year it was, but it was. It was one of my. I think it was my freshman year, sophomore year of college, and we were on a road trip, and they were playing the. I think it was the Rangers at the time when mm-hmm. Batista hit that home run. Yeah. And we were on the bus, and we had cable on our bus, and half our team's Canadian. So That'd be we just were, going bananas. And we were going crazy in, the on the bus. Flip. It was unbelievable. I remember we were just sitting there watching the game. Everybody was excited, and then there's so much happening, and everyone was screaming. We were on the way to, I don't know, maybe like Fair State or something like that. It's yeah, good. and everyone's just freaking out. Yeah. So I I remember that that play vividly, too. I was, I was here working for the Penguins. I was actually driving home from work at the time. I lived in West Pittston, and I can still envision this to this day. I was driving past, like, Turkey Hill. I just crossed over the bridge, was driving past Turkey Hill, and I was listening to the game on the radio, on my phone, in, in my car. Because, like, obviously you can't actually get the Blue Jays game on, right. on radio out here. Um, and I couldn't watch it because I was driving home. So I actually missed the bat flip. Yeah. I didn't see it until I actually had gotten home. But uh, the call happened. And I almost like wrecked my car because I took like both hands off the wheel. It was just like, yes, like screamed as loud as I could. Couldn't believe that he smacked it out. Just huge clutch hit yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And then needed to like quickly like, put my hands back. Like I could have just <laughs> ruined my life, someone else's yeah. life. But instead I was just celebrating yeah. huge dinger by yeah, Joey Bats. It was sweet. That was a good legendary time. moment. That was for my baseball experience, at least trying to remember. That was probably the biggest moment absolutely since i was and i didn't even see it i heard it on the radio in my car and almost crashed yeah because i wasn't alive when they won in what was it 91 Uh, 91 92 yeah yeah i think we're the we're the back-to-back titles yeah yeah so that was the big 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 moment for me even if you were alive it it being it at your age it would be like you're too young to remember exactly Yeah. yeah exactly yeah precisely so What's even the point, man? Right. It's all about the here and now. I know. Unfortunately, the Blue Jays are not very good right now. Yeah, they're struggling. But the Washington Nationals are. What did you make of their run? I thought it was cool. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I like the Brewers kind of too. Okay. Why? Um, I have a, my girlfriend's from Wisconsin, Green Bay. Oh, okay. So I'm kind of a Packers fan, Brewers fan now. So adopted. Yeah. So I. Because uh, um, they beat the Brewers in the wild card game, I believe. Right. Uh yes, I think, and they were up, you know, three one in the eighth inning or something like that, and they had like Josh Hader throwing, who's one of the best pitchers in the in the league, right? And they ended up losing. So I I thought, and they were the underdog the whole the whole time. I like the underdogs. Um, you know, I'm not a big Yankees fan, or I like Houston, but I mean, Houston won. What was it last year? Two year before? Was, I think it was two or three years ago. Yeah, so they've won lately, and Astros haven't won. They had a lot of older guys too, and I thought that's cool. That was cool. Yeah, and the way they were able to – I think the big narrative that everyone followed was the um, – they faced like something like five elimination yeah, games or something on the, on the run, yeah. and they kept mm-hmm. pulling it out. They were trailing at one point in, I don't know, like half of their postseason That's games. Crazy. and came the, In their postseason wins, I should say, yeah. they were trailing at one point to come back. Because they had a 
strong stable of pitching. Yeah, they did. And even if you got a few off of those guys, mm-hmm. it didn't matter because the Nats would just come back in the seventh or eighth or know, something like that. They won so many games like that. They were at the – I don't know if you saw the Capitals game the other night. Oh, and yes, they I did. In the dress, dressing room after the game. Yeah. That was so funny. It's good time. Zimmerman, like, read the lineup before the game. Okay. They were in the Zamboni. Like, they have one of those, like, dump truck Zambonis yeah, yeah, where yeah. fans can sit in the back. They put the Nats on the Zamboni. <laughs> during the intermission and Yevgeny Kuznetsov was doing like one of those intermission interviews yeah. and the guy for the Capitals broadcast was like oh yeah like I know you're a big Nationals fan look at them out there celebrating their World Series and he was like oh they look a little too sober <laughs> <laughs> I was like are you kidding That's so funny. they're gonna they're gonna battle it out I think the Nats and Caps or I should say the Nats for that uh, yeah. hardest celebration yeah. for DC Sports Championship because yeah. the Capitals when they won the Stanley Cup they made it count yeah they count yeah they went hard <laughs> they deserved it, all right? Oh, yeah. When you win the cup, what else are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. You're not just going to, you know, take a photo, print it out, and put it in your back pocket, put it in your wallet. Oh. No, you got to. You got to give it your all. You got to give it your all. <laughs> you gave it your all for however many months That's right. on the playoff grind. You yeah. got to give it your all whenever you lift the cup. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, Kuznetsov is just like, mm, I don't think these guys are going hard enough. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, what was that? You mentioned you played baseball a little bit. Uh, not to scholarship or anything mm-hmm. but whenever you were at school you said in the summer months things like that you would uh, kick around the ball a little bit what was your major at Michigan Tech University what did you study so it was sports and fitness management so fitness management yeah it was uh it's kind of a little bit of everything um I took you know some kinesiology classes um, okay anatomy um exercise assessment those type of classes What what is exercise assessment um just like how do you prescribe exercise so if you're like a trainer yeah someone like of all ages so if an older man came up to you and said you know i want to start working out and you got to figure out a program for yeah him. figure or out someone's like know, i want to lose weight versus exactly someone who's like i want to get really strong yeah so i do so i mean i have to i'd have to go through back and do all my notes and all that and figure oh, it yeah. out but i i won't make you do that but yeah so i did stuff like that and then um you know i did a lot of business things uh management accounting um um, did you take business ethics? I did not take ethics. <gasps> I didn't have to. So for our <laughs> ethics class, it was uh, you're gonna Eric me right now. It was either it was either you take like business ethics or you had to take like I think it was like uh, legal issues or something. I don't know what it was. something like that. Okay. So I took that one, and the business ethics class was at like seven o'clock on a Monday. And nobody wants to go to school on Monday at seven o'clock at night. Oh, that's that's an unethical schedule exactly. by the school. Exactly, really. that's what that is. Yeah, that's so, on them, not you. Yeah, but uh, I also have a a minor in coaching, so they have that at Michigan Tech, which oh, is what, cool. What a minor in coaching? Yeah, how does that work? Yeah, so we have uh, in order to get. Th- so what I did was for my um, electives, I kind of geared toward like I took a lot of leadership classes, um, and a lot of my electives actually covered the um the classes needed to get the minor in coaching if that makes sense you know uh, i'm going with sort this? of sort of i'm so like i'm with you for now yeah so um it was probably my sophomore junior year i looked at my um my audit and see what i had and what i had to do and the um the counselor said why don't you get a minor in coaching you need like three classes because i already took half the classes oh okay. because i took them for my electives mm-hmm. um so it was a no-brainer. They were I just like, take, yeah, you might as well. Might as well. You need, like, 
X amount of electives. Why don't you just take these classes, which will cover the electives, and they'll also cover the coaching minor. So I had to go back. So I came here last year, um, and then I went back and finished my second semester. And then I went back to school in June to take one more coaching class. To complete the minor. To complete the minor. So it's a, I think it's a minor in fundamentals of coaching or something like that. Fundamentals of coaching. I've never heard of a coaching yeah, minor. It's cool. That is really cool. Yeah. So a lot of people, what they do is they, you know, go to grad school. They kind of focus. It's such a broad major. They go maybe focus on being like a personal trainer or, um, you know, a general manager in hockey or, or sports. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm going to do right now. Obviously play hockey. Uh, I was going to say, I think you know what you're doing right now. <laughs> but in the future, I don't know if I want to go to get my master's or maybe do it while I'm playing. Um, my mom is on me. She wants me to get my master's, but I told I told her I need a little break, and she understands <laughs> that. So, Oh, good. Thank you for understanding, Mom. <laughs> Jake's got the, some other stuff going on yeah, right exactly. now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's, have you always been in a studious uh, kid, like when you were growing up? Because it sounds like you're pretty determined to, yeah, to get this stuff all figured I out. I think college kind of brought me to that. I wasn't really? – uh, I did a lot better in college than I did in uh, in high school. Um, I took the SAT a few times, so I kind of had to work at that and um, in order to, you know, get the grade I needed on the SAT. So um, I really had to work at that. I had some tutors and stuff like that. So uh, that kind of, you know, made me determined. And then when I got to college, I kind of had that – um, you, you know, I know, I knew what I had to do in order to do well in school. Cause I had to do that before with SAT. So, um, you know, I worked hard in school and I did a lot better in college than I did in high school, which is, which is really good. That, that is good. School is good. So yeah. School's good. Stay in school kids. I'm happy I got my diploma too. Yeah. <laughs> as, you, as you should be. That's, that's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. We, we just sold our house at home and my diploma or yeah, my diploma was supposed to get sent out. My mom never received it and she was freaking out. She's like, you have to email the school. So I emailed the school, and it, it got delivered to my old house. So uh, the people that live there now called my mom and said, Hi, I think we have a, something from I Michigan think we have a Tech. diploma. And my mom's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> what if they just kept it, and they just framed it on the wall? And like, yeah, that would have been bad. <laughs> this is our son, Jake Lucini. Exactly, yeah. I don't We're know. very proud of him, yeah. and they're just some total strangers yeah, exactly. that bought your old house. Yeah. Well, don't have to worry about that. You did get it from them, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, good, good. That's that's what's important. I know. So you got your your major in what was it again? Fitness. Sports uh, and fitness management. Sports and fitness management. Yep. And then a minor in coaching. Yep. yep. That's right. That is unique. It is, but unique. awesome. Yeah, it's like, cool. Uniquely awesome. Here's something else unique about Michigan Tech. I want to get your your thoughts on this real quick. Uh, Michigan Tech just started and esports yeah. program like it's on their varsity athletics page like you can look it up like hockey baseball all these other sports and then they have esports yep. right there they want to be pioneers in collegiate esports it's cool you're on board for it i think are it's you a sweet. video game guy i don't play a lot of video games i do a little bit but um i think it's super cool i mean it's i mean michigan tech's a technical technology school right so right there i the mean name. i'm sure a lot of people play video games there so um yeah, I think it's cool. I think uh, they'll do well. And I think a lot of schools are going to start doing it too. So, um, you know, to get an upper hand is good. I saw, I think it was yesterday, they just named their, I don't director of esports gaming or whatever it is, but yeah. I saw it on their Instagram page. 
Uh, so they're pumping it on oh, social yeah. media. Too. I don't know they're what. I haven't heard it. any details about when they're going to start or what's. I think going I, on. I think I saw next year. Next so year. So I don't know what an esports season would be, but it See, was like 2021. Yeah, I don't know like how games like are they going to what games they'll play or what. Yeah, I don't know. Good question. As the interviewer, I probably should have done some of that <laughs> research myself. I only come with questions, not answers, my friend. So I do have a question for you. If you went back to Michigan Tech and you were the director of the esports department, is there anyone on the team that you would recruit to do esports for the Huskies? On, on our team? On the Penguins team, yeah. Actually, you know what? We'll start with Penguins, but then I'll ask you if you have anyone. That I you, don't know. You have in mind. I don't know anybody here. Um, I know there are guys that like to play, but. Um, Are they worthy of a scholarship? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know enough. Yeah, I don't play enough to know who is who would be worthy of a scholarship. That's a good question, though, and maybe I have to. Need, I need to do a little research to figure maybe out. Maybe revisit who, it. Yeah. 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 Did you ever have a teammate at any time that was just like, uh, as soon as he got off the ice, he went straight to like his Xbox or something? Uh, my roommate in college played a lot of Xbox. Who was that? His name's Jake Jackson. Jake Jackson. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, he uh, he played a lot of Xbox, but I mean, he did his homework and he did school and he did. He good. took care of business. Exactly. Took you care can, of business. You can take care of business and school and hockey and you can do whatever you want. You can have fun. You can, yeah. No, we we still see dual sport athletes in college, not mm -hmm. professionally. There are no Deion Sanders, Bo Jacksons, things like that in the pros. In college, you see it occasionally. Uh, Kyler Murray. Russell Wilson are the the first two that come to my mind, particularly football and baseball. They were both drafted in both. Do you think we'll see a dual sport eSport and then like a on the field, on the court, on the ice athlete? Uh, I think it would depend on seasons, which once again, yeah, we I do think not so know. Too. We're in very uncharted territory. Um, but you think there will be like a I'll, – I'll once again steal a contemporary example, a Juju Smith-Schuster. A guy who would play football at UFC mm -hmm. or USC, pardon me, and then could also be on their esports mm -hmm. team or something like that. Yeah, I don't know how that would. Work. I think the or do you think like football coaches would coach shut it down? would not like someone yeah. playing video games or whatever coach would be whatever sport. But I think you could probably do it. But I see, I don't know about practicing and all the, like with the esports stuff. I don't know how you'd practice and you'd play the game. Do they have to have – I guess you would have to have organized team practices. Exactly. Like we all got to right? log like on. At coaches and – is there different games? Like are they playing – There has to be. Different there, games there has to be. And there has to be different seasons. And how do you recruit? Okay. So here's here's what we'll do right now. We're asking all of these questions, and we don't know any of the actual <laughs> answers. You know what we're going to do? We're going to pretend like we're actually in charge, okay. and we're going to lay out NCAA eSports, you and I. Okay. We are now the commissioners of the NCAA. Okay. Okay. First things first – all the athletes are getting paid. Mm -hmm. Second thing, let's take care of the esports schedule and yeah, things yeah. like that. Okay, so are we? We have to. How long should a season run? I think it's got to be. Because um, it can't be year round. You no. could play video games year round, but it shouldn't be. Let's year do round. like the winter, right? Just winter. Yeah. How long is hockey season? Well, hockey season's usually. I mean, it's like October to April. Yeah, I mean, October to April, you start practicing in September, but October to April. But, I mean, who wants to be indoors in the summer, right? Right. So it's, Oh, so I understand what you're saying by winter, yes. So so we could go – I mean, it depends where you live, but, like, for Houghton and Michigan Tech, it would be, like, I don't know, mid-October to Feb end of February, beginning of March? Are there NCAA rules – once again, I'm asking questions yeah, – yeah, yeah. against how long a season can actually be for as a student-athlete? 
for in general in general yeah um i don't think i mean yes uh you need you know a certain amount of days off per week um you know in, in the summer when your season ends you need a certain amount of days off and i think in the summer you're you don't have to stay anywhere um so yeah i think there are viol or not violations but um rules in place where but we couldn't say you have a nine month esport collegiate schedule i think that you like they could because it's so new, they can probably make that. If we well, once again, we're in charge. See, I, I don't like that. Though. You don't like nine months. No, too long. Okay, so what what do we want to do? Let's say September to March. Uh, I was going to say March too. March, but you're, you're dipping into March Madness there. That's true. Yeah, we go beginning of March maybe. March Madness is what? It's kind of middle. It's the middle and end pretty yeah. much. Middle and end. Yeah. yeah. So we'll say. So here's what we'll do. We'll do um, September. Mm-hmm to February okay. with national championships at the go. beginning of March. So go. now what we're actually doing, we're not overlapping with basketball, mm -hmm. but we're now getting in on the March Madness That's pot. Right. Hey, there you That's go. what we're getting in with right there. Right. Okay. Now, I feel like there needs to be many seasons within a season. So you're not playing the same game from September to February. Mm -hmm. It would be like two months you're playing this game. Okay. I and like then the that. next two months, you're playing this game, yep. and you establish rankings and, yeah, and things like that that way. So then should the national championships be one game, or should it be like a decathlon of a bunch of different games? I mean, if you're playing different games all year, then I think it sh the national championship should be all those games at the end of the year. All of them. I think so. So how would you score them? Um, I think you just score them all the same. So could you win the national championship before you've actually played all the games? No, like I think if you, you do were like a, a regular season and then at the end you do like the national chant. So you do your regular season and then right. you have, say there's 50 players. Obviously there'd be more, but, but then yeah. like the top 25 would make it to the, like the tournament, Okay. the national tournament. And then you play games and then whoever, it's like a restart of there's, it's like the playoffs. So if yeah. you win, if you get a certain amount of points, then you just add up and whoever wins. I don't think it'd be one-on-one. -on -one. I think it's just like a big pool, maybe. Maybe. See, I like the idea of the decathlon, mm -hmm. but I like the excitement of having just like a straight-up 1v1, 1v1. for, the, for the, the whole shebang. I think it has thing. to depend on the game, too, right? It does. Yeah. Like, they're not playing Minesweeper no. for the national championship. No. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. It'll be interesting to see what they do. It will be. Mm -hmm. We put ourselves in charge for about <laughs> 10 minutes, and we came up with absolutely nothing. Yeah. We came up with a schedule, we and tried. then you're playing different games. Yeah. You're switching off, but then beyond that, it's it's up to you guys now. <laughs> yeah. Guys, figure it out, because we, we could not. <laughs> we could not. Well, yeah. let's move on now to a recurring segment here on the Wilkes-Barre Granted Penguins podcast. Jake, this is something that we do every single episode since the dawn of time. Okay. What we do is we have our previous episode's guests leave a blind question for our next episode's guest. They do not know who the next guest is going to be. It can be a question about anything in the world. Okay. Potpourri category, if you will. Okay. Are you interested at all as to who left you this question? How about you say it and then I'll guess that's what a lot of guys say all right let's go for it jake lucini 
I know that you have a, a brother that yeah. plays uh, college hockey. Do you have any other siblings? I don't. That's not the question. That's just me setting the stage. Okay, so no, I only have a brother who plays. Um, he plays in York in Toronto. All right, so you need to use your imagination now. Okay. Okay, so put a quarter in the imagination machine. Get all the bells and whistles, bright lights flickering right now. Get yourself in the mind state okay. that you have a sister. Okay. You now have a younger sister. Okay. Okay. Jake, your question is. If your sister was to date any one of your teammates, <laughs> who would you pick to date your sister and why? Uh, put me on the spot. It's a tough one because you got to think about it. Um, I would pick. Jeez, that's tough. Mm -hmm. What's your sister's name? My sister's name? Just go Sarah. Okay, Sarah. Sarah. Who are you going to let go on a date with Sarah? Um... I'd probably let – I'm going to just go with my roommate and Jordy. Jordy Bellry. Yeah, he's my roommate. I lived with him for a while, so I know him a little bit. Okay. Well, not a little bit. I know him well. Yeah. Um. He – yeah, I think he's a good guy, and I think that we, like, respect each other a lot, so I know that he would respect my – I hope that he would respect my sister. If that I is the hope. Yeah. That is the hope. Yeah. What What if he breaks Sarah's heart? Are you going to have to go after Jordy? Is the friendship know. over? I don't know. See, that's the nice thing about not having a sister is because <laughs> I'll never have to go through it, right? No, you do. In this scenario, <laughs> Sarah and Jordy sitting in a tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Yeah. yeah, that'd be something, wouldn't it? Yeah. But your pick is Jordy Bellreve. Yeah, I'll pick Jordy. How's that going as as roommates Good. living together? I live with him in the summer. Um, I went to Vancouver for... Um, July after development camp I went to Vancouver for um July and August and trained with him. Oh nice. And his trainer and um Justin was also there too. So um yeah, I was lived with him and his family and it was awesome and um you know, we grew a good relationship and then coming here, um, you know, we both got our housing letter and kinda said, you know, we lived with each other in the in the summer, why not live uh, together now? And it's yeah. uh it's perfect. We uh If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. No, yeah, we enjoy it. Now, I know Jordy has a sister. Yep. You said that you already have a girlfriend, so I don't want to put you in the soup here. But do you think Jordy would let you date his I sister? I don't know. you got to ask him that because no. I don't – I'm not – yeah, I'm stirring <laughs> no pot. <laughs> that, we, will, we will not stir the pot at all. Well, that is uh, the question. Do you have any guesses as to who left you that question? Um, I think I – it was probably Agazino because I think he was on the podcast last. Is that right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. See if I didn't look at the if I didn't know who was um, on the list, on the yeah. last podcast, I probably wouldn't have guessed. That's, That's a good guys, one. He guys would. I feel like it, guys been getting it right for a while now, so I can't do my normal spiel that I always give guys. Yeah. Can I give it to you anyway? Sure. Jake, do you want to know who left you that question? Who? <laughs> well, if you want to know, I would ask you and all of our listeners to visit the Wilkes-Barre Granted Penguins podcast archives <laughs> on SoundCloud and iTunes. Nice. Yeah. There it is. But you figured it out. Yeah. So I didn't get to say that. Yeah. Either. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I will forgive you. However, there is one thing that I'm still trying to get over with you, Jake. That <laughs> I think I, I know I th where this is going. I think, <laughs> I, I think I've come to grips with this fact. I think I've forgiven you for it, but I'm not sure yet. We also talked about this a little bit back at development camp. But in the headshots that you took mm -hmm. your senior year at Michigan Tech – you had these luscious locks. Yeah, they This were great long. flowing long hair. It is no more. I know. You chopped it off. What happened to the hair? 
it, I, it took me a while. Like it was. How probably, long did it take you to grow see, that? Yeah, that's I, the first question. I don't know, honestly, but it was probably a year and a half, two years. Like it's just, it's crazy. And that's I, a commitment. It is, and yeah, it's long, and it was everywhere, and it's hard to keep. It's yeah, it's hard to contain it because it's crazy. <laughs> and my hair is like curly. Um, it gets pretty curly, and I always have to wear a hat. And, but yeah, I think it was just like um, I, I told you this before, but I my roommate and I, there was only two of us seniors. Yes, there was four of us, but two of them were fifth year seniors. Yeah. Um. So there was the two of us, and we just said, "Why don't we grow our hair out?" We said that a year and a half before. <laughs> in advance. Yeah, in advance. So, um, yeah, we uh, we grew it out for our pictures, our senior pictures. In, I think they're, you know, in the beginning of September, middle of September. So we did that, and then I just kind of said, you know, what, it's time to go. I can it's always grow go. it back out, but now I'm thinking to myself, like, do I really want to do this for – was was it a gradual build to making that decision, or was there one moment where you were just like, "No, this is it. I'm done. I'm cutting this hair." Yeah, uh, no. I think I was just like, I'm so I'm so, uh, like late, like I'm pretty laid back. So it's just like I don't. It didn't really matter if I cut it or I didn't cut it, type of thing. Uh huh. So I was just one day. I was just like, I'm just gonna cut it. Okay. Is there online and is there any chance? That you would bring it back. I don't know. Under guys what circumstances me, could the hair come back? I mean, guys always tell me that I should do it and stuff. But it's just, there's so many awkward stages in doing it. Like, my hair just, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. That's true. Like, when when you see the final evolution of the hair, you're like, that looks good. <laughs> but there's, like, a state in between where it's just kind of, like, at your earlobes. Yeah. And it's like, what are you, what are you going for yeah, here, buddy? what are you doing? Yeah. That yeah. is true. You don't get to skip right ahead. I'm not, like, worried about how I look either. Like, that's not – it doesn't bother me. But just, like, it's just hard to contain and do. Hard to work with. Yeah. Every morning when you wake Big up. time. You got to shower every morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hassle. Now you don't have to shower every morning. Yeah, that's a I totally healthy just, behavior. Well, yeah. You don't have to I shower, shower at all. here every day. There you go. I shower here. We practice. Yeah, there we go. Shower. I was going to say, as a professional hockey player, I would advise you to take showers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, I I will throw it out there. I loved the hair. Thank you. I loved it. It was great. Now, I'm not saying you don't look good now, but that was some good hockey hair right yeah, there. Yeah, that was good. That was some quality hockey hair. Everyone can respect some good hockey hair. I'm not sure if everyone, though, can respect a bad movie. Jake, do you like movies? I do like movies. You like Every movies? Every once in a while. I don't watch a lot of movies, though. Have you ever seen a movie where you were just like, this is complete garbage? Um, Yeah, I'm sure I have. Yeah. You can't think of it off the top of your head, but you know what's yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this next segment on the Wilkes-Barre Granted Penguins podcast is completely dedicated to those garbage movies. Okay. Jake, it's time for you to be our next contestant on Lights, Camera, Fiction. Lights. Camera. Fiction. All right, Jake. What we do here is we run through a bunch of terrible, terrible movies. Some of them are so bad they're fun. Some of them are just straight up steaming heaps of garbage. I've collected a bunch of bad movies and then gone to your teammates and asked them to make plots to these bad movies. Now all of these movies are real, but their plots are fake. I'm going to read you two plots. I'm going to give you a title, give you two plots, and you have to tell me which one is real and which one is BS that your teammate made up. Okay. Do you follow me so I far? I think I got you. So I went back in the locker room, started the year, asked around, 
And this is what they came up with. I merely gave them the title. Okay. And these are the plots that they came up with. Let's play Lights, Camera, Fiction with Jake Lucchini. Jake, the first movie is called Deadfall. This is one of my favorites right here. This is something else, Deadfall. This movie came out in 1993. Okay. Okay. Is Deadfall about... A demonic hippopotamus that starts hunting and killing a group of travelers on safari. Or is Deadfall about after accidentally killing his father in a robbery gone wrong, Joe must carry out his dad's dying wish and recover a series of stolen items from an uncle he never knew he had. I think the second one's real. Cause the I, second I, one's I, real, why? We have demonic hippo and uncle he never See, knew he had. See, that's what I'm thinking. The hippo, Deadfall? I don't know. Dead, the movie is called Deadfall. I think, yeah. The second one just seems more real. second one seems more real. But then, the, the what is it, Joe? Yes. See, so like the Joe, ca- someone could... The character's name is Joe. See, Joe could be like Joe Blandese. Someone could have said Joe's name, but I think... I think uh, the second one's the real. second one is real. You're going to go with accidentally killing his father in a robbery gone wrong. Joe must carry out his dad's dying wish and recover a series of stolen items from an uncle he never knew he had. Jake Lucchini, you are one for one nice. so far. That is absolutely correct. Right on. Demonic hippopotamus hunting and killing a group of travelers. That was Sam Militech. <laughs> Could not <laughs> what fool is it? you. Say that one more time. A demonic hippopotamus starts hunting and killing a group of travelers on safari. <laughs> that was Sam Militech's idea for Deadfall, which was, I appreciated, yeah, but he good. did not get you. Okay. Next movie. This is called Solar Babies. Nice. Solar Babies, 1986. Oh, this one's going to be tough for you. All right. Solar Babies. A nuclear apocalypse leaves Earth completely barren, and surviving families leave the planet in a spaceship only to return a generation later. Or Solar Babies, set in a post-apocalyptic desert wasteland under the rule of a strict military force, a group of roller skating orphans discover a magic orb that can bring water back to Earth. Wow. Solar Babies. So we have two plots that were both apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic. Nuclear apocalypse leaves Earth completely barren, families leave on spaceship and then come back, or Post-apocalyptic desert wasteland, group of roller skating orphans discover a magic orb that can bring water back. Um, Which one is the real solar babies? I'm going to go with the – let's go with the second one. You're going to pick the second one to be yeah. real again. Yeah, because – Roller skating orphans. Yeah. The first, the first one seems like the movie or the show The 100. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I have, Netflix. actually. Oh, I'm sorry. I haven't seen it. I have heard of it. Yeah. So I'm they like with go it. up and then they come back down. I yeah. don't know. That's all. All right. Well, Jake Lucchini now two for two, nice. batting 100 <laughs> here. Uh, the correct plot to Solar Babies is roller skating orphans discover magic orb. Uh, John Lazat could not fool you with the other <laughs> apocalyptic plot of fly up in the spaceship, come back one generation later. So a hot start for Jake Lucchini here nice. on Lights Camera Fiction. Let's see if he can keep it rolling now. See if he can keep it rolling. This movie is called From Justin to Kelly from 2003. From Justin to Kelly. First plot. American Idol finalists Justin Guarini and Kelly Clarkson find themselves swept up in a wild love triangle while visiting Florida on spring break. From Justin to Kelly. Or Justin has spent his whole life as an unapologetic womanizer 
but on his way home from a one-night stand, he's struck by lightning and is magically turned into a woman. From Justin to Kelly. So we have American know. Idol finalist Justin Guarini and Kelly Clarkson or Womanizer struck by lightning and is turned into a woman. I'm going to go with the second one. You think the bad second movies, one is real again? Yeah, because I don't – if it's a bad movie, okay. struck by lightning and turned into a woman, Yeah, that's a bad plot. That does sound like a bad plot. Yeah. But, Jake Lucchini, you are no longer batting 100. <sighs> Sam Militech gets you this time. <laughs> he couldn't beat you with the demon hippo, but he beats you with – the guy who gets struck by lightning and gets <laughs> turned into a woman. The real movie is Justin Guarini and Kelly Clarkson wow. on Spring Break. I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, you don't See, need to Kelly know Kelly Clarkson is, you know, a singer. I didn't know she actress. Well, a little bit of both. Yeah, right. It was it was a musical. That was the idea okay. coming out of the first American Idol. Okay. And it, it, it didn't go well. There's a reason you don't know about it. Yeah. Next movie. Simply Irresistible. Simply Irresistible. This movie came out in 1999. Beyonce stars as a young professional who lands an internship with a big business in New York and starts a romance with her boss. Simply irresistible. After her mother passes away, a young chef inherits the family restaurant. Struggling at first, she discovers a recipe that allows her customers to taste her emotions with the help of a magic crab. Simply irresistible. I don't know if I like these ones. Beyonce lands an internship, starts a romance with her boss. I didn't think Kelly Chef. Clarkson was an actress, so I'm going to say Beyonce's not either, but I think that's right. You think Beyonce internship is yeah. the real one. You're saying no to Magic Crab. Yeah, I don't like the Magic Crab. Well, you are incorrect. <sighs> the Magic Crab is the real plot to Simply Irresistible. Kevin Churchman gets you with Beyonce's New York internship. Nice. So now you are two for four. Wow. Started off hot. But it now is. the guys have figured you out. I know. Let's keep going here, okay? Okay. Now we, we're halfway home. Halfway kay. home. This one is called Cool as Ice. Movie is called Cool as Ice. It came out in 1991. Cool as Ice. A motorcycle riding bad boy played by Vanilla Ice competes for the affections of a straight-laced honor student. Cool as Ice. What did you say? Competes for? Competes for the affections of a straight-laced honors student. Okay. Okay, cool as ice. A drug dealer in the Bronx named Ice gets robbed, and in order to make up the money and save his family, he stages a haphazard bank heist. Um, cool as ice. Let's go second one. Second one is the real one? Yeah. So you're going with drug dealer in the Bronx. Yeah. Well, you have picked incorrectly for the wow. third straight time. I'm going downhill Oh, my quick. goodness. You started so strong, and now Holy this moly. is not the streak you like to see. No. Anthony Angelo fools you wow. with the guy from the Bronx. The real movie is Vanilla Ice starring in Cool That's as Ice. That's too bad. We've had a lot of uh, actors thrown out by name. Some yeah. have been real. Some have not been real. And that is tripping you up right now. Yep. So now looking, at, looking to end the streak, we have Making Contact. Okay. Another one of my favorites. This came out in 1985. 1985. Making contact. Joe was sheltered from the outside world by his parents for his whole life until one day he gets out. Having never experienced human contact with anyone else, he begins touching everyone he meets and is eventually thrown in jail. Making contact. Okay. Or... A young boy discovers that he can talk to his dead father on a toy phone using psychic powers. But 
It turns out it's all a trick thanks to an evil ventriloquist dummy that the child found in an abandoned house. Making contact. Wow. So now I'm doubled. Now I'm thinking about it too I much. I know. Right? You're in your own head. Yeah. You've lost three in a row here. So making contact. Guy who's never experienced human contact with anyone else gets out of the house but is thrown in jail because he starts touching everybody. Making contact. Young boy contacts his dead father on a toy phone, but it's actually just an evil ventriloquist dummy. Making contact. Uh, let's go second one. Second one is the real one. Yeah. You're going with evil ventriloquist yeah, dummy. Yeah, let's do it. Jake Lucchini. Oh. You're off the schneid, buddy. <laughs> Back in the wind <laughs> column. Nice. Let's go. The streak is over. That is the real plot to making contact. Adam Johnson came up with the guy who was sheltered his whole life and now is free, but then thrown in jail. All right. Loose Cannons. Loose Cannons is our next movie, and it came out in 1990. Loose Cannons. A straight-laced, no-nonsense cop teams up with a partner who has multiple personality disorder to investigate a Nazi conspiracy in Washington, D.C. Loose Cannons. An American couple is trapped on a remote island in Norway with a notorious tourist-killing serial killer on the loose. The local sheriff assures them that he will protect him, but can he be trusted? First one. The first one is the real loose cannons. Yeah. Why do you say that? You say that with conviction, too. Because I feel like that's another movie, the second one. The second one? Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Just another serial killer movie? Yeah. All right, well, Jake Lucchini, your instincts are correct. Nice. You have nailed the correct loose cannons. Straight-laced, no-nonsense cop teams up with a guy with multiple personality disorder. Uh, it is not the serial killer thriller from Norway that Casper Bjorkvist came up with. I actually had to whittle that one down. Casper was coming up with like legitimate like spec scripts for me. Like he was Holy. giving me character development, and things <laughs> like that, plot twists. I was like, "Whoa, buddy!" Like, I I love where your head's at, yeah. but we got to shorten this yeah. down. We we need like a paragraph at most. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so. You started off with two in a row. Yep. You move on to lose the next three. Yep. Now you're back with two in a row. This is the last one, Jake. Can we finish strong, or are you going to finish at 500? I don't, know. I don't know. Jake, this is quite possibly the best movie ever made. All right. This movie is called Rad. Nice. Just R-A-D, Rad, and it came out in 1986. Are you ready for Rad? Yeah, let's do it. Are you ready for Rad? <laughs> okay. First for Rad, a group of teenage South Beach surfers realize they're in too deep with a gang of drug dealers and they have to dodge thugs and dirty cops by surfing their way to safety. Rad. When a premier BMX racing track is put in a small town, a local underdog enters the competition. Not only does he have to overcome the odds against nationally sponsored opponents, he must outsmart the corporate bosses who are determined to keep him from winning the race. Rad. Mm. So we have South Beach surfers against the, the drug dealers. They have to surf their way to safety. Or BMX racers. Let's go the Underdog one. who the, has to beat the odds. Yeah, let's do the BMX one. Why are you going with that one for rad? Because I feel like maybe someone saw the word rad and they thought maybe of surfers, a stereotype. You don't think they'd think of BMX bikers? No, I don't think so. You don't think they would? Are you trying to persuade me to go I, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> merely... Playing host here on Lights, Camera, yeah, Fiction. I want to get in your headspace. This is the grand finale here. I'm just gonna this is a pivotal card. I'm just going to stay with my answer. Goes with his first instinct. Rad. BMX racers. You are correct. Nice. Rad. The 
completely overlooked <laughs> BMX racing triumph nice. of the 80s. What was that, five? Four for seven? That was five for eight. Five for eight. Five for eight. So you lost those three in a row, but all the other ones you got right. Nice. Casey DeSmith could not fool you with no. his group of South Beach <laughs> surfers. And Jake Lucchini, you start strong. This is an emotional roller coaster, yeah, this is, game of lights, that? camera fiction. Start strong, hit some hiccups, but then you finish big. Nice. And that's how we play lights, camera fiction. What did you think of that, my friend? It was good. It was fun. Yeah. I'm not very good at those either. What do you mean? Not very good at guessing. Like them? on the spot stuff, I'm like, I got to think about things. But no, I, I did pretty well. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. You tell me. Did I do well? You you did well. Yeah. If you finish over 500, I consider that doing well. Okay. Yeah. Like if you're at or above 500, that's doing well. If you finish under 500, then, well, your teammates just got the better of you. Yeah. They have outwitted you. Yeah, there you and go. And you can't let that happen. No. You worked so hard <laughs> for that degree from Michigan yeah, Tech to go. let these guys get the better of you. Yeah. Well, that is how we play Lights, Camera, Fiction, ladies and gentlemen. And that just about wraps things up for us here on the Penguins Podcast. Jake, uh, you have been so kind to dedicate your time this afternoon to me. But before I actually let you off the hook, we have to do one more thing here on the Penguins Podcast. It's how we end every single episode of the Penguins Podcast. Jake, this is a little something we call Pens Picks. Pens Picks. Jake, it is this time in every podcast where I ask my guest for a recommendation that you can give the fans. It can be anything in the world, uh, something that you're into lately. It can even be something we talked about on the podcast. Just some sort of recommendation that you would like to give the fans. Hmm. Something who, whose tires you'd like to pump. I don't know. I give think a that shout like outs. Uh, shout outs. Um, what is your pens pick? I think that's something that like when I grew up, I don't know why I thought about this, but we were talking about baseball early, but like for kids to, you know, get out there and try different sports and not be sheltered by just hockey. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Multi-sport athletes. Yeah. I just thought about that. I think it's important. You got to get out and try new things and move your body in different ways. And I don't know. Just thought about that. That's a good Penn's pick. Yeah. You like that? I do. We just started, like we were talking about baseball and I was just like, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Multi-sport athletes do it. Yeah. Build build the athletic resume. There you go. It makes a difference. I probably played too much hockey when I was a kid. I probably yeah. should have played other sports. Yeah, and I'm a junk soccer. athlete because of it. <laughs> soccer, Maybe genetics baseball, too, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, I but like yeah. that. That's I a good Pence pick. Thoughtful Pence pick yeah. from Jake Lucchini. Uh, my Pence pick for this episode, I've put a lot of thought into this as well. It okay. is something that we talked about on the podcast as well. My Pence pick is Jake Lucchini's long hair from his senior year of college <laughs> at Michigan Tech. Big shout out to the flow for Jake Lucchini. Yeah. And that does it for us here on the Penguins podcast. Another episode in the books. Another great episode, I may add, thanks to my guest, Jake Lucchini. Jake, thank you so much for coming yeah. on and talking to us. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Your podcast debut. There you go. I would say it went well. <laughs> yeah. So That's good. Thanks again to Jake Lucchini. Thanks again to all of you for listening to us here on the Penguins Podcast. We will be back again in two weeks with a new episode, a new guest, all that fun stuff. We hope to hear from you then, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, thank you for listening.